It's the rendezvous with Simon Marcel. Bonjour, bonsoir, I'm Simon Marcel. Welcome to the rendezvous where we talk about love, romance, relationships, and then we hear your love stories, which makes my night smoother. <laughs> I want to start by not talking about a love story, but a friend of mine asked me this relationship question. They've been married for seven years. He said, okay, do you think when it comes to grocery shopping, it should be 50-50? Or she said, his wife, that it would be easier because she has the other kids, he has two kids and all that, that he does it every single time, and then she does the cooking. He said, what do you think is the fair deal? He said, I hate going to supermarkets. So I told my friend, if I were you, I would go along with your wife's suggestion, just do the grocery shopping and stop complaining. That's my advice, because she is cooking, she's taking care of the kids, and all you got to do is take care every day, yes, of the grocery shopping. You can do it. And he laughed. He said, some advice you're giving me, Simon. <laughs> I said, remember, happy wife, happy life. You call that next, 855-905-8255. Bonjour, Amanda. Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour. Welcome to the rendezvous. What's going on? Okay, so my boyfriend Jason and I have been dating for two years now, and it's wonderful. He treats me like a princess. I've, I didn't know that a relationship could be like this. Oh, good. Uh, but there's just one little thing that has sort of made itself apparent over this time that I'm just um, interested in being intimate a lot more often than he is. Okay. And, yeah, I don't know what the solution is. Okay. Everything else I'm telling you is, like, perfect in this relationship. Okay, let me ask you a Mm -hmm. few questions. Uh, Number one, has it always been like this? From the beginning of the relationship, were you always the one kind of wanting more ooh-la-la and intimacy than him? Yeah, and it just didn't bother me at first. But now I'm realizing that it's really an issue for me. Okay, I understand. And the second thing is, how often do you guys have ulala per week? I would say like a good week is twice, and then a bad a bad <laughs> segment is like once every two weeks. Okay, and if it was up to you, how often would you like to ulala? Daily. <laughs> okay. Do you ever take the initiative making the first move? Is that something you you actually do, or you've never done it? Yeah. So when I've made the first move. He completely shuts down. It never leads anywhere. It's always like he always has to be ready. I see. Okay. How about um, and you've talked about it with him? Like you know, let, let's have more ulala. Yeah, I've tried, and he's like he always sort of shuts me down, which doesn't feel good. Of course. Okay. Do you think you could stay with him with this level of ulala, or do you think slowly but surely you're going to be out of this relationship? I don't know. It might be a deal breaker for me. I, I didn't, when I pictured my life, I didn't picture it, you know, la la being this infrequent. I understand. So answer the question. Do you think you would leave this relationship if it stays as it is? Yes, okay. I think so. All right. So uh, I think that now we know that the best you could do is explain to him that you guys need to go to a couple of therapists because I would like him to understand and hear not just from you, but from a couple of therapists, the importance of the intimacy. And for you to yeah. be honest and say, listen, you know, I love you and all this, but I can't stay being rejected. I can't stay if we don't, you know, have ooh I just can't. It's not mm-hmm. against you. It's just who I am and I don't want to lie. So let's give him one last chance. Maybe with the therapist, things can evolve. If it doesn't evolve, yeah. it's time for you to move on. If it evolves, I'm happy for you. 
thank you. You're thank mo- you so much. You're most welcome, Amanda. Good luck to you and him, and I hope that he comes back at his best, hopefully. <laughs> all right you. have a good night thank you i mean that's a great question that i want to talk more about it should you stay with somebody who has a different rhythm than you when it comes to ulala that's next have you ever been in a relationship where the ulala rhythm the libido was so different that you know you question yourself should i stay or should i go that's what amanda my last caller you know and i talked about because i think the danger of ignoring the sign that you're going to be you know, suffering is that you have to remember every time you want to have ulala with your partner, your significant other, and they say no or they're not in the mood, you feel rejected. And that rejection is hard to take. Now, there's some extreme, there's, you can tell it's extreme, but if you think about it deeply, you're in a relationship to be welcomed, to be accepted, to be desired. If you're in a relationship where that's not the case, then you should really question yourself, why am I staying with somebody who doesn't want me as much as I want them, right? The equilibrium of love, that's important. Let me share a story of why I've learned this. That's next, so stay with me. So, you know when I always say to you, don't do like me, do better than me? This story illustrates the point. When I was younger, I remember being in a relationship where it was the smartest girl, it was the most beautiful girl I've ever seen. It was the most intellectual. It was everything. But the ulala rhythm was completely off. And I tried to convince myself, oh, she was not in the mood or this or that and that, right? And I wanted her so much more than she wanted me, it hurt. But I lied to myself over and over, finding reasons. Why? Because her presence made me feel so good. Deep down, I don't think she was really attracted by me. So little by little, my own therapist told me, don't be attracted by rejection, That is a recipe for pain, humiliation, and unhappiness. So don't do like me, do better than me. Go with somebody who really wants you as much as you want them. That's a key of of success in love. You call the next 855-905-8255. In French and of course in English, 855-905-8255. Call me right now if you have a question. Chérie, bonjour. Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, chérie. Welcome to the rendezvous. What's going on? Well, my husband and I have been married for uh, just over 10 years. Okay. And we haven't been having any ulala lately. Um, he works very hard and he's stressed out all the time. And he's very short with me and he doesn't want to have conversation with me. He barely wants to talk to me when he gets home. So, you know, ask him a question, he'll snap at me and... Mm-hmm. We just can't hold a conversation. And I don't, you know, that's it. I'm not going to have any ooh-la-la with you if you're not going to talk to me. Of course. Okay. Uh, Shiri, are you also somebody who goes to work or maybe you stay at home? What, what, do you, what do you do? I'm a stay-at-home mom. Okay. So uh, the fact that he comes home and doesn't want to talk is a universal rule for all of us men. None of us, so I'm going to defend him a little bit, none of us, it's psychological or emotional, I don't know what it is. After work, we shut down. So a relaxation time would be watching TV, uh, maybe go work out, uh, but it's universal. So don't take it as it's against you, Sherry. The thing is, I understand you when you say, I don't want to have ooh with him later on if he doesn't talk to me. Let me give you the solution. How about instead of like talking to him right when he comes home, you wait a little bit, right? You, uh, you just ignore him, right? He comes, hi, hi. Don't even ask him, how was your day? You just leave it alone, all right? You, you go somewhere else. And then about, it's about 30 minutes to 45 minutes, it takes me at least to relax, let him do whatever he wants. 
And I suggest mm-hmm. just to try an hour later or you just start to talk, all right? Let's see if it works because I think an hour later after a man has had his downtime, he's way more open for any conversation, right? And I think it can improve the communication between the two of you. Okay. But you got to give him that time. It's like some guys or some women can't talk when they wake up, right? I don't know about you, but some people just can't have any conversation before they have coffee. Get it? Just being home all day with a kid, and you know, he's just dying to talk to somebody. <laughs> well, I, I, I understand you 100%. It's very legit, but I'm trying to help you. So, give him some yeah. time when he walks home, and I guarantee you, when you talk to him, it'll be much better. And then, if it gets much better, then bring back the ulala so that the uh, expression of love, which is to talk and also have ulala, is, is fulfilled. Okay, I can do that. All right, let's see if it works. Good luck to you, Sherry, and thank you for calling. Thank you. Oh, I got to go to my email because Instagram is messing with somebody's relationship and I want to help them. So that's next. Stay with me. Bonsoir, I'm Simon Marcel. You know when you can't call me or dial in, you can always email me your question at therendezvousshow.com and we'll read it out loud. Trisha, what is this email about tonight? This listener email is from David that says, Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, David. I'm having an issue with my girlfriend that I hope you can help me with. Okay. For some unknown reason, my ex from three years ago posted a picture of the two of us on her Instagram and tagged me in it. Of course, my girlfriend saw it and she is not happy. She keeps asking me why my ex would post a picture of us if nothing is going on between us. I have no answer for her because honestly, I have no idea why she posted it. I haven't even talked to her in years. So needless to say, I'm in the doghouse for something I didn't even do, and I'm not sure how to get out. What should I do, Simon? David, thanks for this email. I'm going to tell you what you can do. If you ex post a picture of you without you knowing in advance, and your girlfriend is upset, you want to know what to do? I'll tell you that next. So how would you react if you're in a relationship, and your partner ex post a picture of her a new ex, and tag you boyfriend. How would you feel? That's the problem David sent me. He just sent me the dilemma at therendezvousshow.com. David, here's, here's my advice. A, obviously you should block your ex-girlfriend so she can't tag you anymore. But B, not answer by a provocation to another provocation. The ex did this to upset you and her and to hurt your relationship. Don't let her win. Ignore it and block her so she can't do it again. And that's that. Just do that. Tell your girlfriend that's what you're going to do. And really explain. And then you should be out of the doghouse, I hope. All right, good luck to you. Any questions, 855-905-8255. Call me. 855-905-8255. If you have a question for me, call me right now. Jordana, bonjour. Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour. Welcome to the rendezvous. What's up? How can I help you tonight? So my question is that I'm doing the whole online dating thing, and I meet up with these guys and, and I've chosen them based on like our personalities being compatible or uh, them being funny or intelligent. Mm-hmm. But then when I meet them, I'm not sexually attracted to them at all. And I kind of knew that with their pictures, but I just wanted to see how it went. Okay. But then I feel like I'm superficial because, you know, maybe if I gave them two or three dates, I would start to like them more and that wouldn't matter as much to me, but I can't, but I don't know if, I should do that or I should just follow my gut that I'm not, I don't want to have ooh-la-la with them, so, you know, move on. Of course. Listen, Jordana, there's things we can't pretend. There's things we can't mess around. 
It's our intuition. Especially women's intuition is it's your best friend. So um, it's not being superficial. Either you have a spark of desire between the two of you and you feel it and you feel excited or you don't. And I would not force myself to get to know people. If you don't feel it, move on. Yeah. I really, I don't want you to betray that intuition of yours. You call it the gut feeling. I call it the intuition for a reason. It's your best friend. It's the, it's the one that's going to detect the red flags. So you go meet some guy. He's not making you feel some butterfly. It makes you feel like nothing. He's just not meant to be a boyfriend. Maybe a friend, but not a boyfriend. So I think you're totally right. Just follow your intuition and keep on, you know, online dating until you'll sit in front of somebody and you'll go, oh, what a great person. I'd like to get to know him and I'd like to maybe, you know, make out with him one day. That makes me feel a lot better. Good. Good. Never betray your intuition, Jordana. Not now, not later, when, not when, you, when you're married. Never betray your intuition and you'll be safe and happy, okay? Okay. I wish I could give you a hug. Thank well, you so much. I, I give you a hug through the air. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Jordana, and have a good night. Good luck to you. Okay. It leads to a great question when it comes to dating. Should we go for the looks or the personality? Let's talk about that next. Just stay with me. So here's the question when it comes to dating for all of us. Should you go for the looks or the personality? Can I be honest? I'm going to confess, even though we're not on my podcast like confession, but I'm going to confess. I always have been going to the looks first and then the personality because I think as we know, all guys are visual and we just can't lie to ourselves, right? We, we have to have some attraction. And the original attraction for guys is always, and I mean it, always looks first personalities second. But I don't know about you. I don't know what you go first to, but think about it. Is look enough? And that's the second thing I want to talk about. Okay, so you start dating somebody. How much then, once you start dating, the looks matters versus the personality? Let's talk about that next. So basically, I've, I've confessed, all right? I go, when it comes to dating, always for the looks first and the personality second. Now, can you have a healthy relationship just based on looks? Nope. It doesn't work. I've tried it. I've failed miserably. Don't do like me. Do better than me. But here's the thing. Over time, it's like the looks fade away. I don't know. Have you noticed that? You kind of not look at the same way you did at the beginning, and it's what he or she does with you, for you, and together that matters. Being real, being honest, being kind, being reliable. Those things then make the look look better. So the formula is find somebody you really are attracted to, like physically, and then also find the same value when it comes to relationships. Then you got a winner. I, maybe that's why I'm still single, went too many times for the looks and not enough for the personality. So remember, don't do like Simon Marcel, do better than me. You call the next 855-905-8255. Simon Marcel, you know where to find love stories, romantic stories, every night. Right here on The Rendezvous. So tune in. Bonjour, Zoé. Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, and welcome to The Rendezvous. So you said you had a, a love story or romantic story to share with us tonight here. I do. Um, well, my now husband, um, this is before we were married. It's our, our proposal story. Um, a couple years ago, I really wanted to go see the movie La La Land. Mm -hmm. um, and basically, when we went to the theater... 
he had somehow arranged at the theater to, you know, how they play the previews. Right. He put together a little montage, like, video of our relationship and pictures and all that. So on comes the screen in front of everybody. What? Uh, this, yeah, this little, like, preview of us, essentially. And at the end, it said, will you marry me? And, like, of course, wow. I said yes. And the crowd was all clapping and cheering. It was, yeah, it was pretty amazing. I, I am pretty amazed myself by that way of proposing. And getting, yeah, right? yeah, he's definitely got points for that. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I don't think I've ever heard a story like that. Somebody in the movie theater using that, the previews, and then your life together. Well, this is wonderful. You know, it's so creative. Uh, I've never been engaged, but if I do, I might use that story with, with your permission. That, yeah, feel free. <laughs> that, that is a good one. Thank you so much, Zoe, for sharing that that romantic uh, proposal, and and congrats to you and him, of course. Thank you so much. Have yes. a good night. You too. Bye bye now. Thanks. Bye. More rendezvous next. Bonsoir and, and thank you for spending the evening with me. I, I listen, I said to you every single night, thank you, thank you, thank you. In French, merci, merci beaucoup to spend the evening on the rendezvous. And to finish, I have a question for you. Should you stay in a oulala less marriage or not, right? Do you think that if your marriage or your long-term committed relationship has no more oulala whatsoever, should you still stay in it or not? Why I said that? Because I've asked a friend of mine, Carmen Angelo, who's been married twice with six kids, what he thought about this question. The answer is on my podcast on La Confession, where the truth always comes out. Go to our Heart Radio app and check out this podcast. Should you stay in an oulala less marriage? It's hilarious. Have a good night. I'll be back tomorrow. Bonne nuit, les petits. The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel.